0: This is Dr. Rathika Marsh, the spiritual psychologist, and welcome to this beautiful season two podcast series, which is all about healing journeys. We all go through things that can feel really challenging and difficult in our life. And this season focuses on interviews with six awesome beings that I've had the pleasure of getting to know in different areas of my life who have been on their own journeys of healing, of spiritual awakening, of learning and growing from their experiences. I hope that this season really provides you with some hope and empowerment for yourself, whatever it is that you're going through, whether that's anxiety, depression, whether it's to do with a one-off experience that has really impacted on you or a lifetime of experiences that continue to impact on you. I hope you enjoy this season and that you get much out of it. Please go and check out my website, thespiritualpsychologist.co.uk I feel so grateful and blessed to have my dear friend Tiffany here. So Tiffany um, and I met through a healing group that we both took part in and I've just always been inspired by the divine goddess that Tiffany is and how empowered she is. Um, Despite having been through lots of challenges and healing herself and when I started creating this uh, podcast series I was just so excited to invite Tiffany to this to share her story. So Tiffany do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do now? I'd love to hear your story and I'll ask you lots of questions when you're telling me about it.
1: Thank you so much for having me here, Ratika. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. I definitely felt that in my entire being. (laughs) So, um, my name is Tiffany Yvonne. I have my own business, Empower Yourself, Love Yourself, Grow. It started off as a blog where I actually used it to heal myself.
0: And in Mm. turn, I was
1: healing other people. So that inspired me to do readings for them. So I do tarot readings. I do long distance Reiki and if you're in the Connecticut area, I will meet you in person and we'll do Reiki in nature. Amazing. I had the pleasure of doing that with one of my clients and it was a very beautiful experience. Um, So that's just the gist of what I do. I write books as well about my life so that I can empower others through my story. It's more of like, I'm sharing you where I've been. my whole entire process whether that was being depressed using drugs and I'm just very very raw so that people can be raw with themselves so they can really see what is inside and how to actually overcome that
0: through using spiritual modalities Mm, beautiful it's amazing and you are very empowering just even you talking about it is empowering so Thank you again for being here. So do you want to just tell, um, tell a little bit about your story and I guess where, where you have kind of... How you've got to the place that you are now. So what was it like in your childhood? When did it get to that point where you thought, I really need a shift in what is going on? Where did it kind of start...
1: Well, um, I grew up in Connecticut and in Brooklyn, New York. And there I witnessed a lot of abuse in my family. My Mm -hmm. family, it's really deeply embedded, like physical abuse, sexual abuse. And I actually was sexually abused as a child. It started when I was a baby. And, you know, I was kind of passed around through family members and they Mm -hmm. were sexually abusing me and you know i lost a lot of my confidence throughout the years mm-hmm. and that actually led me to get closer to the divine which i call god mm-hmm. for everyone it's something else which is totally respected in my you know in my eyes yes. and i just you know it led me to go inward and i was like you know what i can tell that i'm not like my family and i didn't like that because as a child you want to belong you want to be seen Mm. and actually like, okay, these people love me. And I didn't feel that from them. So I started to love myself. And that happens at a very, very young age. Like I can remember being five years old, just questioning my life purpose. Mm. And for me, it was always a quest of seeking out God, how can I be of service? And that was, you know, from a small age until now. And I can remember being ten years old. The thing that impacted my life the most, and is still to this day, does, um, was the death of my grandmother. Mm. Uh, my grandmother was very close to me. She was very like supportive of my spiritual path. And um, when I was ten years ten years old, I got the call that my grandfather killed my grandmother.
0: Oh wow! And
1: yeah, and. That's something that, like, runs in my family. Like, in Puerto Rico, it's okay if your husband beats you. It's okay if they're cheating on you, as long as you have food on the table. So the women are mostly, like, we do everything. hmm So I was, I was brought up with that, like, warrior energy already inside of me. But when my grandmother was killed, my whole entire family was in this state of denial. They're like, no, he didn't do this. And psychically, I already knew. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, am I going to let her voice go unheard, or am I going to speak for her?
0: Mm. And what was it about your um, grandmother that... What was it about her that meant that that loss was so, so significant to you?
1: My grandmother was like my mother, you know? Mm. She... Took care of me when my mother was, you know, my mom was very emotionally absent and very abusive. So I was terrified of my my birth mother, mm. and my grandmother always was like, "Hey, you know, you're this amazing being. You need to remember that. You need to go after what makes you happy." And she was like that that grounding force in my life, but also that role model. I'm like, okay she believes in me so you know i must be good at something because Mm. she sees that within me
0: yes and did your i mean you've experienced a lot of a lot of different types of trauma haven't you and uh losses as well and you know that i suppose that trauma from what you're saying is sexual physical but also there's a generational element to it and cultural element to it so it's something that's so embedded in your line, you know in your family history, in the culture that you're in, that the norms around how men and women should be and what their roles are. Um, like how did all of that impact on you?
1: Wow, such a powerful question. Um, wow, <laughs> I've just let in mm-hmm. that marinate um honestly it led me to playing out that dynamic like I would go after men that were just like my dad
0: and Mm. it didn't
1: like hit me until I got like later into my 20s I'm like you know what I've been playing out this dynamic where I'll go to guys that I have to take care of that I have to nurture and be their mother Mm. and in turn I'm getting physically and sexually abused And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. That can happen. You can get raped by your boyfriend. That's an actual thing. Yeah. And I think that, like, in my culture specifically, it's just, like, that's okay. All of that is normal. And I, Mm. like, took a stand for myself and for the people in my community because, like, being a Latin woman, you just put yourself, like, on a lower pedestal. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, I'm here to be... Subservient, I'm here to serve other people, and I found myself doing that. And I was like, What are you doing? Like, Mm. this is not what you normally do, this Mm. is not who you are inside. So, I had to really get to know who I really was away from my culture.
0: Sorry, just to go back to what you said there, there there's something that really resonated with me, and which is if that's what you've experienced through the whole of your upbringing, if that's what you have seen your role to be as a woman and that's what you've seen your mother doing, looking after your father or whatever it is, or you having to look after him that you don't know any different, so you're only going to act on and respond from the patterns that you're seeing, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so it sounds amazing that you managed to recognize that in your 20s because, you know, a lot of people don't go through a lifetime of not recognizing their patterns.
1: Yeah, it it was definitely something challenging I had to sit with. I mean, I went from abusive relationship to abusive relationship and like it was pretty bad experiences that I was Mm. going through, like physically getting assaulted. Uh, I never saw myself as one of those women like I would see it in a movie like oh she's with an abusive guy like in my head I'm like I would never do that and then I would actually create those circumstances in my life and I felt like it was so that I can get to the point where I'm at now so I can already see the warning signs like oh is this gonna play out the same way and intuitively it's like it's honestly blessed me with trusting my intuition yes Art intuition is like spot on but we just don't believe in ourselves
0: mm-hmm. and was there a point in your life where you had like a realization or an awakening or something where you thought this is not me I need to I need to go within I need to create a shift here I don't know how to do it but I need to do it
1: yeah there is actually two moments in my life one when i was turning 18 i moved to a different country by myself so that i can create my own lineage mm-hmm. and another time was i believe like a year or two ago where i found myself in another abusive relationship but this was after you know i dealt with losing my son and being abused it was actually until so i couldn't move my arm for like four days straight Mm. and I was getting blamed for being hit and like I got thrown across the room and I found myself saying hey you have to really look at the truth even though it's so uncomfortable Mm. you created it and you can get out of this but you have to like really stick up for yourself Mm-hmm. And that was the hardest thing that I had to do was end that relationship because we were engaged and ready to have a child together. Yes. but it, sometimes you just have to say enough is enough, even for the children, mm-hmm. especially if you have children because they're gonna see everything.
0: Yes. And what gave you the what gave you the strength to get out of that?
1: What gave me the strength was knowing that my son was watching down on me. And he would actually, because I'm a medium, I would connect with him. And he said, mommy, you deserve so much more than that.
0: Mm -hmm. Like
1: you, like he would show me like a higher perspective and I would see this vision of like how my life would end up if I would stay in those circumstances. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't even be alive.
0: Yes. Yeah. So that's so, that's so beautiful, that connection. And then so you you managed to get out of that, toxic abusive relationship and what what has your journey been since then
1: honestly a bunch of depression Mm -hmm. sitting in my depression and allowing it um it actually led me to overdosing on Mm -hmm. drugs Mm -hmm. which I actually they had to pump my stomach in the hospital because my drugs were laced with fentanyl Mm-hmm. and fentanyl has been killing a lot of people in america and all over the world but you know i had to really just go into my darkness yes so that i can be reborn that day when i woke up in the hospital i didn't i didn't remember anything i just remember that i was trying to run away from my pain yeah and then part of the healing process is no matter how uncomfortable something is You must sit with it and feel it to its entirety
0: so that way it
1: can finally leave you and ever since then thank god i've been sober for over a year and some change Mm -hmm. i like overdosed in july of 2019 Mm -hmm. and i haven't touched drugs ever since then that actually was like my huge wake-up call it was like you shouldn't be here right now but you are Mm -hmm. why are you here Mm -hmm. and Part of my journey, it's like difficult sitting with those deep emotions and you're having people bear their soul to you. But I feel like I went through this so that I can actually assist people and understand them on like a cellular level, on a soul level, on a mental and emotional level.
0: Yes. Because I feel
1: like there's a lot of coaches out there that haven't went through the same thing that their clients are going through. And sometimes it puts a barrier up. It's like, mm. I can't fully understand you because I never went through it. That's yes. why I feel like my purpose in this world is to really speak on the things that are like no one's speaking about because it's uncomfortable.
0: Yes, I've massively. gotten so comfortable with being uncomfortable mm. that it's like now, yeah. And I'm I can I can tell that through how open and honest you're being in sharing everything that you went through because for a lot of people, they wouldn't be able to share those things because of those feelings of shame that are going to come up. And it sounds so much like you've worked through that. And what you said then was so powerful about the that part of healing, that healing is being able to sit in your entirety with the darkest emotions and like how did you learn that how did you learn that that's what you needed to do
1: it was very intrinsic like I have a very deep connection with my higher self Mm. and my my guides which are me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I remember sitting with plant medicine. I'm a firm believer in using plant medicine, especially in the right environment. And, mm. you know, learning about it before you actually step into it, because it's a huge thing to take on and it will change your life.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: remember one session I had where I was doing a lot of inner child work and I turned off the lights. It was completely dark in my room. And I put like 432 hertz on and my guides were like, listen, you need to cry for that little girl that never had an opportunity to cry. Let it all go.
0: Yes. And
1: I grabbed a pillow and I remember just screaming, like seeing all these timelines of me being a little girl, like getting smacked out of my high chair. Like I went through severe abuse, like Mm. early on. And some of it, like my conscious mind doesn't remember because when you go through trauma, sometimes that happens. Yes, It's like absolutely. a coping mechanism, you know, yeah. so that you're, okay, I'm not focused on this. But after that, I was seeing how like, because I studied uh, natural medicine, like mm-hmm. energy healing. And it when you go through those experiences, it creates like different um, blocks of energy within your energetic body. And it will stay there until it's fully expressed. Mm. So when I fully understood that, I understood the power in crying. I understood the power in laughing in moving that energy because we did not like there's something that's coming through really strong right now. When we're a little child, we feel like we deserve all of that.
0: Yes. It's,
1: It's none of it is our fault.
0: It's something that we've done wrong, right? When, you know, as a child, the thing that you want most is to be loved and to, to be wanted and to feel enough and worthy. And so you do anything that you can to receive that. You know, you're talking about disconnecting from your body and your mind and, you know, that is a trauma response that you disassociate because it's so painful when you're going through really challenging, traumatic events. That's why people end up with addiction um, issues, with drugs and alcohol, with food, with all of those things, because they're, because you're trying to understandably avoid the difficult feelings, that the pain, you know, the pain and darkness that, um, that is there.
1: I I dealt with addiction for a very long time, so I could definitely resonate with that.
0: Yeah. And um, so the plant medicine was a real helpful tool for your releasing of emotions, would you say?
1: Yes. And definitely, like, I had a problem with smoking cigarettes as well. I haven't smoked cigarettes in close to two years Mm -hmm. because I saw what it was doing to my body and how like my guides were showing me on plant medicine no matter how much things you try to receive on the external plane it can never soothe your wounds yes. no matter how deep they are no matter how expensive something is mm. it's never going to fix how you feel
0: yeah that's so powerful absolutely and like that's what we do isn't it when we're unconscious of the power that we have within we search for everything externally
1: i i used to do that so much like on all levels possible like drinking smoking binge eating mm. overspending going yes. on shopping sprees when i know very well i should not be buying those yeah. shoes i'm like charge it to the credit card and then i got myself in debt and i'm like looking at what is debt from a spiritual perspective Mm -hmm. it's it's that emptiness that we're trying to fill it's that void that we have inside Mm. when literally it it has to do with our first relationship our parents
0: yes oh i can relate to that from them When you're going through the process of healing, that initially you're, you're responding from your conditioning, aren't you? You're responding from everything that you've learned as a child. And some of the things that you're talking about are related to not knowing how to parent yourself mm-hmm. and not having had those um, models of, okay, how do you create healthy boundaries around yourself, You know, so then when you don't have those boundaries, you then don't know how to honour yourself. So you end up, you know, spending loads of money. I say this because I've done that as well. (laughs) Getting yourself into debt. You know, I can relate to not having boundaries around alcohol and drugs as well. Boundary to a degree because of fear. Um, But also not having boundaries, you know, so not knowing how to look after myself and also not feeling worthy of looking after myself. I don't know if that's something you can relate to.
1: Like, like a thousand percent. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So what are the other things that you feel like helped you to to get to where you are now? Um, so you've talked about the plant medicine and a, it sounded like a powerful aspect of that was, was allowing yourself to connect with your wounded child, with your the inner part of you that was hurt and to create space to process that, to process trauma. Um, and were there other things that have stood out for you as being really helpful and powerful in your journey?
1: So I talk to myself a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I do as everything. well. <laughs> so like every single time I will be processing something, I'll process it out loud. Mm. So I'll, I'll be like, oh, my God, this triggered me. Why did that trigger me? And then I'll go very deep and like it will go to like me being in my mother's womb and her getting beaten up by my father. I'm like, Wow that is still affecting me Mm -hmm. so like being very honest with yourself
0: yes i feel
1: like a lot of us like on social media we're like oh my god i'm so happy i'm happy Mm. 24 7 and that that's a beautiful state to be in happiness but true bliss comes from actually being in the trenches and being okay with your reality it's a lot of acceptance that has to go on because there's there was times where I would have to take off of work and knowing that I'm still going to be supportive. Even if I take two days off of work,
0: mm-hmm. like I would
1: be in this lack mindset. Oh, if I don't work, I'm not going to like get anything. I'm not going to get anything done. But knowing that we have to come first,
0: yes. our happiness
1: is like the most important thing because once we deal with ourselves, the alignment of our physical reality will change. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that like, I still live with my mom now. And that has been the biggest lesson of my entire life. And I Mm. would say forgiveness has been such a big, like the most powerful thing besides like the inner child work Yeah, is actually being able to have those conversations that are uncomfortable. Like I told my mom, like, listen, it still hurts me that I would have to sleep outside. And that I would have to eat out of dumpsters like I would literally sleep in the snow. Mm. And I told her I had to look at her directly in her face and say, listen, I'm not mad at you, but I need to process this with you because this had to do with us. Mm. And like I want to have a relationship where we can move past that we can grow and we can say, hey, like we were there before. This is a different story now. This is a different timeline. And me and her have overcome so much to the point where there was a moment I looked at her sleeping and I saw her as a little baby. And I was like, how could I ever like be mad at her? Mm. When my mom opens up to me and tells me about her childhood, it just makes so much more sense.
0: And do you came
1: out the way I did?
0: Yes. And I think forgiveness is something that people really, really struggle with. Like, how was it through having those conversations with your mother that you were able to forgive? You know, have you forgiven other people that have abused you? And how did you come to that point of really forgiving them? Or is that an ongoing journey?
1: I feel like it's an ongoing journey. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like forgiveness is choice because when you say okay i'm gonna start forgiving this person that's where everything starts to like there's a lot of movement that comes with that you're not gonna forgive someone overnight and i know that from experience because i tried to do that i'm like yep forgive you but and then it would keep coming up Mm -hmm. and it's just understanding i feel like a lot of people have problems with forgiveness because they feel like it means okay if I forgive you that means that everything that you did to me was okay yeah and that's not what it's about forgiveness is so that we have peace and mm. so that other person has peace because if they weren't experiencing hurt and pain they would have never treated you like that in the first place yes when you know better you do better mm-hmm. and I had to like one thing that helps me is seeing the person in front of me as a child
0: yes as
1: an innocent child mm. and like trying to if you have psychic abilities try to see what experiences they went through to be like that or even opening up a conversation like hey still have your boundary like i'm mm. not going to get into an argument i'm not going to fight you just deal with them like as compassionately as possible like that conversation was extremely uncomfortable Yeah. but the tone that a voice i have now is the same tone of voice i was having with her Like, hey, I forgive you. I love you. I just need to get this off my chest so that I can have peace. Forgiveness is about us. Mm. It's about our healing. It's not Mm. about the other person. Like you may have gotten beaten up by your father like your whole entire life. Think about what he went through because it's Mm. always a ripple effect. My Mm -hmm. mom would get really like physically like punched in the face and she was like only what, seven years old? Like really bad. Mm. and I was like oh my god I didn't know any of this like so it's putting that perspective in my mind like if she went through that and she still has it in her to try to make a relationship work with me like my mom has done tremendous amount of stuff for me since we worked on our relationship Mm. when I overdosed in the hospital she was there for me every single second of the day because I was getting clean I was getting sober she's like listen I know I wasn't there for you um, most of your life, but let's try to make this work. Mm. It's knowing that, like, any relationship can shift. Any yes.
0: relationship. I love that. But so it powerful. Has to be work done on both sides. And there's, yeah, there is that powerful message that you gave about the discomfort of being honest. And it is the most uncomfortable thing to say to your loved ones or people that you don't want to hurt. You know, even if they've hurt you, um, being that honest about it and sitting, feeling into that discomfort, right? Yeah. Especially with a parent, because with a parent, you want to be unconditionally loved. And there's that fear of rejection and abandonment, isn't there?
1: I, I went through that, like not knowing my father for the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, my God, I'm this horrible person. I'm unlovable because my own father left me and my mom is not even taking care of me. Mm -hmm. But I had to look in like I had to put myself in their shoes.
0: Mm. And
1: actually, my father leaving me was the best thing that could ever happen to me.
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: look at the things that are considered dark in my life and I consider them blessings.
0: because there's so
1: much powerful information in that. And I started a company by myself. I did everything by myself. And that's like when you start to work on yourself, like I always wanted to have my own blog, did it. I wanted to write books, I did it. Yes. And that's like, you know, I was actually still going through my healing process, but that was the most healing thing. Doing things that I love, getting real with myself, being authentic, even if people look at me crazy. Mm. You know, it's really a deep amount of self-love that goes into all of this.
0: Yes. And to get to that place of self-love, if somebody is listening and they're just not in that place at all and they're in a really dark place of feeling like they are unlovable, that they're not good enough, that they have been rejected and abandoned and they're not worthy, like, is there any advice that you would give from your experience Around how to sh- where you start with how to shift that.
1: Okay, well, there's a few things that come up to mind now, and one of them is mirror gazing, mm-hmm. looking at yourself in the mirror and feeling everything. There are some times I look in the mirror and I feel ugly, and I sit with that. Mm. I sit with that uncomfort. I lock eyes with myself and I say, Hey, I love you. Saying I love you to yourself is one of the most important things yes and starting to hug yourself journaling and like destroying the paper right after i tell my clients to start with one thing that you love to do and incorporate that into your daily your day-to-day life and you'll mm. see how your life is going to start to shift yes. Like if you like to go on walks start your day with something that you love yeah. start the day with committing to yourself because really all self-love is is getting up every single day and committing to yourself on a daily basis.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, in terms of like evidence base that, you know, finding safety, joy and purpose are all really important things in recovering from trauma. So I'm glad that you um, talked about that, right? Because the thing with trauma is that there's so much darkness that you can feel that you and even when you embark on a healing journey you can get so kind of stuck in that on a mission to try and heal yourself you know and you can forget about the simpleness of experiencing joy and it's so important isn't it
1: extremely important that's actually what got me out of like my rough moments like It would be something so small as going to like Whole Foods and getting my favorite drink. I'm like, yeah, this just made my entire day. Mm -hmm. And then it would just show me more. Like I remember one day I was going through an array of emotions. I woke up feeling really angry. So I went out and I went to do something that I like, which was going to Whole Foods, getting my favorite drink, sat back in my car. And I was like, I feel terrible right now. I need mm. to purge this out. I parked somewhere. I did a little oracle reading for myself and I just let the tears flow. I'm like, it's so okay to start the day and be happy and then you can end the day with tears. Yes. That's what's so beautiful about life and energy. It's ever flowing and it's ever transforming and changing.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people kind of get confused with the idea maybe of healing because there's a... Cons- there's a- misconception that healing or enlightenment is just not having any kind of a bad day and yeah, that, that it's be further from the yeah <laughs> it's just not real is it but the powerful thing about healing is finding that sense of peace this is what i feel finding that sense of peace to the point that wh- whatever is going on whatever it is that you're feeling you know that you're okay. And it's that knowing that all emotions are valid and also that all your thoughts are valid as well. Is that something that you would relate to as well?
1: Yeah, extremely, like Mm -hmm. extremely. Because the thing is like when I came into this community, into this spiritual community, you know, I told people I'm a healer. Because I do believe in that, I believe in my medicine. Yes. And I noticed that a lot of people are like, "Light and love, light and love." And I'm like, "Wow, that's so unrealistic,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: you know, like, I would live in a chaotic environment, and I'm like, that's an invitation to find peace within myself. Yes. And like there could be people arguing outside of fights or whatever, gunshots going on. I have my peace no matter what environment I'm in or whatever I'm feeling because that's a like that's really true about our healing process in order to heal it we must feel it yes
0: absolutely (laughs) and
1: it's unrealistic to think that we could be in like one emotion all day which I think it's beautiful people that are like you know they've done immense healing and they have that like peace and they feel genuinely happy the majority of the time but it, the issue I feel like is when we put on that mask of I'm happy 24 mm. 7 instead mm-hmm. of showing our clients that, okay, it's okay. I cried today.
0: Yes, exactly. Or
1: I flipped up and I ate a donut when I know I shouldn't have done that. But it's mm-hmm. all the process. Yeah. This is all loving yourself when you can allow everything.
0: Mm-hmm. So, are there key, like a key couple of messages just to. Um, come to the end of this amazing podcast, are there a couple of key messages that you would give somebody who has maybe been through a similar experience of sexual and physical abuse, of loss, of emotional abandonment wounds? There's a lot of different things you've talked about, or anybody really that is in a dark place that is struggling, are there a couple of key messages that you would give to them right now?
1: First thing would be that you are worthy Mm. and you are loved beyond measure. That everything that you experienced was for you. It has nothing to do with who you are as a person. You are perfect, whole and complete, even if you don't feel that way. Because there was days that I wanted to leave this life And I did not because of the fact that I know that my purpose is a lot bigger than me. Mm. And I feel like we forget that like if we weren't here, we were not supposed to be here. But because we're here, that is an opportunity for you to create your new life. Your life doesn't have to continue being what you went through. You are the alchemist and the artist and creator of your life. It's going to be... Hard sometimes to look at those things, but the reward is so much sweeter than that moment that minutes go by so fast. So, if you sit with your emotions and your pain for mm-hmm. an hour a day and you just keep it flowing like that, mm-hmm. everything is going to be revealed to you. Everything always is revealed to all of us.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if it's for like 10 minutes, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's starting I'm somewhere, isn't diver. it? I'm like yeah, deep you are a deep diver. diver. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's so many beautiful, powerful, inspirational messages and I just know that anybody listening to this is going to be just given so much hope and um, feel empowered, you know, by your journey. And just there are just so many beautiful reflections um, that you said there and I know that I'm going to be listening to this a couple of times, a few times myself, I'm sure. So thank you so much, Tiffany, for being a part of this, for taking the time, but also sharing your energy and sharing your vulnerability, you know, Um, it's a really brave thing to do. And that rawness is going to help so many people, I'm sure. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was such a pleasure
0: if you're interested in connecting with me and with working with me on a one to one or group basis, then please go and check out my website, thespiritualpsychologist.co.uk, for a beautiful range of offerings that I have for you.